Casinos in Space by Howard Berenbaum. Copyright 2019 by Howard Berenbaum slash CyberTimes LLC. All rights reserved. Chapter 28. Cavern with Cacti. Martin was moving fast going west toward the setting sun with his cacti companions. He heard faint whirring sounds coming from above and stopped for a moment to look up and try to identify the source. The two cacti looked up mimicking Martin. Do you hear it? Can you see it? He asked the spiked plants. But they continued to gaze upward and did not respond. Stupid idiots, he said. It's a drone. They're following us. They did not respond. Then let's move faster but off the trail and through the jungle. We'll lose them. Martin plunged into the jungle foliage with the cacti on his tail. Now you may think that Martin is crazy, talking to these walking plants. And he is crazy, but maybe not so crazy because they are following him. They're listening and responding all right, but just not verbalizing. They were almost a half mile from where he was captured and interrogated, now walking past low-growing plant life and tall shading trees that guarded their movements. After a good distance from their pursuers, Martin stopped and exclaimed, We're near. I remember. The rabbit hole is somewhere around here. The cacti stood stoic and silent next to Martin without even a twinge from their needle-like projections. Martin was excited because he knew he was close to Dr. Erickson, and that was all that mattered. Then he heard rustling ahead and he just waited, expecting a visitor. We're here, we're here, he shouted. Come and push me down that rabbit hole again you leprechaun, or whomever. I'm ready and waiting. The rustling got closer and a full-size human head emerged from a nearby, a nearby bush, knee level to Martin. Howdy, said Slim Brody. You looking for Polly? Well, I'll be happy as a clam to show you. I know he's been helping you win some. Martin was shocked to see the talking head but responded. Yes sir, I do have interest in seeing Dr. Erickson. Slim moved out of the bush and up a nearby tree to reveal his ant body. Martin thought he had seen some very weird things in his life of travel, but the giant talking ant startled him. He detested bugs of any kind, small or giant. Well then, follow me, Slim said. But lose those pinheads. I am very happy to follow you, sir, Martin said. But I can't speak for my plants. They may follow, because we are good friends. Slim eyed the two cacti up and down and said, it's okay. Bring them. The more the merrier, I say. They can stick around. Get it? Ha, ha. Like my pun? Thank you. And I did get your pun, sir. Very funny, ha, ha. Then the ant with the human head scurried down the tree and said, follow me fellows. As he moved forward through the plant foliage, his bobble head rocked from side to side, like a car dashboard ornament. It was a weird sight for Martin or anyone, except for the cacti. They ignored the giant ant. Their attention was on Martin, following him like obedient puppy dogs. Slim stopped and then he suddenly appeared completely human but invisible to his followers. Then he quickly turned without warning and stuck his leg out as Martin passed. 
Not seeing the leg, Martin tripped to the ground, as Slim had planned, and he found himself sliding headfirst down a rabbit hole. Though he wasn't at all surprised because this had happened before, and he was excited to know he was on his way to the cave that hosted Dr. Erickson. When the ground opened and sucked Martin down, the cacti quickly jumped in after him. Almost a half minute later, with his arms extended, Martin landed on the damp cave floor. He immediately rolled over to check his surroundings, and it was lucky he made that move. Just one second after he landed, the two cacti occupied the space he vacated. He was very close to becoming the very first human pincushion. Martin allowed his eyes several moments to adjust to the darkness, and then he gazed to the right and left, seeing that he was back in the same cavern he had landed in days earlier. It was like deja vu, except he remembered being shoved into the rabbit hole by a short person dressed in green garb. He said he was a leprechaun, but Martin knew there were no leprechauns. It was just an Irish myth. And this time it was even more bizarre. Although he hadn't seen who tripped him, it must have been that crazy giant ant with the human head. Then he thought he just might be hallucinating because he was not aware of any ants, giant or otherwise, with a human head. He was sure of that. I can see it on your face, you're confused, Slim said looking up at Martin, now visible as an ant. What you see is what you get, partner. Martin ignored the ant and yelled, Dr. Erickson, I'm back. Where are you? His voice echoed, the words bouncing from cave wall to cave wall. He waited a minute, but no one responded. Where is Dr. Erickson, sir? Then he called out for Dr. Erickson a second time. Hey, buddy, Slim said. He can't hear you yet, Marty boy, but I'll be glad to escort you there, because I'm a nice old timer. You just stay away from me, you bug, Martin warned, or I'll slash your crazy ant head with my nail clipper. And he pulled out his trusty, and unusual, defense weapon. Slim immediately backed away and said, well, don't get stitches in your britches, and just follow me. What? In plain English, Slim said. Don't panic in your petunias. What are you saying? Martin asked. Okay. I mean be cool and relax, the head yelled. Okay, Martin said. They followed the giant ant down through a long dusty curvy corridor that weaved upward and then dipped downward as they neared an obstruction. The giant ant stopped for a moment and then turned right and pointed with this head. Polly is down at the end, sir. But you and your bodyguard houseplants will have to excuse me. I need to leave for a few moments, but I will return and he scurried back along the cave corridor and disappeared in the distance.